Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I wanted to tell you about a new podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. It's going to be on the Ringer Reality Podcast. What's it called, Johnny Bananas? Death, Taxes, and Bananas. We're going to be breaking down this season of the challenge, Hall of Fame episodes, and I'm going to be taking you behind the curtain of America's fifth major sport. Are we getting special guests? We're going to have special guests. We're going to have special effects. The show's just going to be special. <laughs> I can't wait. Check it out. Death, Taxes, and Bananas on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm here today with Callie Curry. Hi, Callie. Hello. We're still recovering from Greg versus Katie. It's pretty wild. What was your initial reaction? Well, by the way, I, I didn't talk at all about like Zozebra, like any of the other stuff that happened in the episode. So we will talk about that today. But obviously, we have to talk about Katie and Greg first. It's it's the headliner. Still yeah. recovering. I honestly shut it off after the Greg and Katie <laughs> section and had to go back and finish it. Like, I was just overwhelmed it was too much way too intense it was intense it was so intense I just I watched it several times and the second time through for whatever reason it really I had to stop in the middle I was like this is too much and I I would never (laughs) sign up to watch it again (laughs) I was like I was just like what is is no one gonna step it was uncomfortable to watch (laughs) It really was. It was just like, I don't know what she was trying to accomplish. I, I I think that she guess I guess she was mad. But here's my thing. Why didn't they talk in between him leaving the show and this? Like, uh, I don't know. I think that's allowed. Like if I, I or like just like break the rules, whatever. I feel like if I'm Katie or if I'm Greg, I would I would not be able to go like the whatever it was, like four months, three months without any contact. Like I would need to suss it out sooner. I don't know. Greg, before Katie came out, seemed like he was like, 
yeah, I mean, it just didn't work out. And like, he had no clue that Katie was going to come up there. Like, he was like, I don't have any regrets. Like, she found what she wanted. It, I clearly wasn't her person. Like, I feel like he... He's good. He's he like, was I've totally had a great summer. Fine. Yeah, he was totally fine. Um, and then she came out and I felt like he was like, wait, what? So I, I can understand Greg thinking like, and I, you know, I saw some tweets of his friends saying that like when he left the show, he actually like really did struggle for a while. And this yeah. is before this happened. So his friends were saying this before Katie, uh, verbally attacked him. Um, and so I'm like, okay, so he's probably like, yeah, it sucked for me. Like I, I was feeling whatever for her, supposedly whatever. And I got through it, but she, from watching the show seems like, you know, I really wasn't her person. So it all worked out how it was supposed to work out. And then she came out and he's probably like, okay, do <laughs> yeah. you, do, do you want to get back together? I don't, what, I mean, so uncomfortable. It, I wish they would have shown I wish they would have had him her her and him speak like did some sort of whatever and put it on the episode last week yeah but for us to like watch her get engaged and then go into that I was just like this is even if they edited it and put it at the front of the show I would have been better but you can't have her get engaged and then show this yeah it's like do you are you hoping her and Blake break up like is that what the show is going for because that (sighs) That sucks for them. I, I mentioned this the previous time too. Like, if you're Blake, you got to be really angry that this finale is dominated by the fight with Greg and like all the Greg stuff. I mean, the finale, the aftermath. No, literally, no one's talking about their engagement. Um, I will say <laughs> that I, for them, they apparently they told they gave an interview saying they've had sex forty six times. But like, who counts? Why are they counting? And how? Like, is that really weird? Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised, but yeah, very weird. <laughs> well, I, I can't imagine counting up to that number. Like, I feel like also in how like, many days? I guess over the last few months, they haven't like been together. I, I don't know. Like, so. <laughs> also, that's an odd thing to brag about. Like, we've had sex 46 times in 120 days. It's like, okay. Yeah. You guys I thought you were dating. Gonna, yeah. I thought you were going to say 46 <laughs> times in a month or something. And I'd be like, okay, that's a little aggressive, but like, good for you. Yeah. But like, I really don't care couple. if you've had 46, if you've had sex 46 times in three months. Like, all right. I just, I think it's super weird to count like that. And like, I would say if anyone was going to count, it would be me because I would like, keep track of everything. But like, that's really weird when you get to that high of a number and when you're engaged. It's like, will you be counting for the rest of your life? Or are they waiting I've to like never share that done number? That. No, never done that. Like, also, like, I'm thinking about when I first started dating Seth, let's say. Like, I wouldn't come home from like being with him for three days and tell my friends, like, we had sex seven times. Yeah, of course not. Of course not. It's weird. It's just yeah. Also, isn't it implied like after a certain point that you're having sex, especially with with Blake and Katie? These two. I feel like it's more normal dogs. to just be like we had sex. Period. I don't think they have to say anything. We know. We assume no, guys. <laughs> they have to because that's Katie's brand. It's true. Sex is her brand. That is true, and his too. I mean, it's both of their brands. So. Yeah, I will say that. I think that she picked the right guy to go through this because Blake seems to be the type of guy that's not really phased by all that. Like, yeah, like, I feel like he'd be like, I'm so proud of you for sticking up for yourself. And like, who cares? Let's move on. He's kind of um, like in his own world. Yeah. Like, let's say there was another Greg. Greg and Katie would not withstand no. what she did to Greg. No. And that sort of was one of my takeaways. Is like, they clearly were not meant to be together. 
And I think that they did bond over some stuff, but they, I think they're like too similar. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that they're meant to be together. My thing is, is like, if I'm Katie, don't you recognize that? And why are we so mad then? Yeah, I know. Like, it's just like, it's it's for the best. Let's move on. I, I guess he just really, he just really fucked her up because I don't know. She was so angry, and which I, which I get. Like, you know, if you're, <laughs> if a relationship ends badly and you don't have closure, you get angry. But I, I don't think it ended that badly. Like he told her he was leaving. It's not like he ghosted her. Like he told her he was leaving. He told her why. Just because she didn't agree with it doesn't mean that it was like some ter- like I just don't think I've seen people be like he was like abusively talking to her or talking down to her. And I was like, I mean, he was emotional, but I don't think he was abusive by any like like I, I don't not, think so either. I don't think he was gaslighting her. Like I think he was just telling her how he felt and she didn't like what he was saying and he didn't like what she was saying. Yeah, I, I think of like the sort of the when he went to tell her he was leaving, which I think was a couple days after his hometown, he did kind of like shut down and was sort of like pretty cold. But isn't that a breakup? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, people are mean to each other in breakups. That's what happens unless it, unless there's nothing there and you just move on. And you're like, OK, this wasn't right. Everyone's not going to break up with you like Andrew S. did. Like, that's just not how it usually happens. Yeah, totally. Also, Andrew S like turned her down. She was like, "Yes, yeah, stay. And, and then he, he was like, no, he was like, I'm good. So I would kind of be more upset about that personally. But I guess she felt a lot more strongly for Greg. I don't know. I mean, I, I get being sad about it. Like, I get that. I even get a little bit of anger. But like now it's been months after that's happened. You're supposedly happily engaged. I feel like it would. I feel like Katie should have come out there and been like, I'm really disappointed at how you handled the end of our relationship. Yeah. That I could have been understanding about. And she could have been like, do you not regret how you ended it? Like we had a very special connection. We bonded over things that are super personal. Like at the very least, we could have been friends if you would have ended this in a more respectful adult way. And that's not the way that you chose. Right. But that's just not what Katie did. No. (laughs) And she just had like the talking points. It seemed like she was trying to land. It was just really uncomfortable. And I like the acting thing. Like, oh, I cringed. Me too. I I cringed at that as well. And also, if Caitlin's like, you have to explain what you're talking about. That's not good. It's just sort of like we don't need Reddit on this TV show. I talked about that on Monday too. It was it was rough. I that's my 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 literal thought when she said that. I was like, oh, Katie's on TikTok with me. Yeah, like exactly. just li- just listening to what people are saying. And by the way, every single year, every single contestant, you hear things about them. So people being like, girls came out and said that he is outgoing. I'm like, listen, Greg's also like a good looking dude. I'm sure he was a fuck boy for a few years and did some Definitely. shit to girls. By the way, half the guys on the show probably did, but they didn't get as much love as Greg did. So like we didn't find out about them. But like it happens every single season with the girl on the show or the guy on the show. Like people are going to say shit. So I'm just, I don't, I, I don't know. I know. I, I think we're all over it. I obviously feel bad for everyone involved because there are clearly feelings and whatnot. But my therapist said something very, very uh, <laughs> applicable to me recently, which is that it's a lot easier to be mad than sad. And I feel like that kind of explains some of Katie's behavior. Like if you have a breakup, it's sad. And but that's a, but people get really angry and, and to like direct that energy elsewhere. Yeah. I completely agree with your therapist. 
<laughs> and I think that she is really good. <laughs> I think that being sad is being vulnerable and being like angry is like being like a bad bitch or whatever. So yeah. like that's why she chose that route than the other route. But like, yeah, whatever. Also, that was not the only odd thing about this entire finale. Like every <laughs> step of the way, I was like, what now? What else? What else were you like? This is fucking weird. Uh, so last the end of the last episode like obviously she's distraught she's not she's leaving the show blah 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 fast forward five minutes into this episode and she's like i love you so fucking much i'm yeah, like that was insane whoa okay like but real whiplash yeah also it's just like that's essentially what greg was asking for so it's a little weird for you to do yeah. it on your next date so do you think that she did that just to make sure Blake didn't leave or just to like ex- expedite things? Like, why do you think she did that? I feel like between Michael and Greg, whether it's unconsciously or not, it changed the way that she was going to move moving forward. Yeah. I think that the two guys leaving just really changed everything for her. But like, you can understand that, right? Like you think you're in control. For sure. And then- and then these two guys are like, actually, we're out. Then you you, you got to feel like shit. Even if they if she was going to pick Blake the whole time, rejection is rejection and rejection sucks. Also, like at some point you think to yourself, I'm clearly doing something wrong. So like maybe I do need to give them more. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying she didn't love Blake, but I think she knew out of the two left, like we all knew it's Blake and maybe it was always Blake. But if I don't tell him that, then maybe he's going to leave too. Then what? So like, I get why she did it, but it was just like the flow of the show from like that episode to this episode and literally like first date, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Now she's saying I love you. Yeah. Um, And it, it, it just was like last week they had reinforced so many times that they are not in love. (laughs) And Last week, she enforced so many times. I'm not saying that to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like a very wild. And then poor fucking Justin. I will say that Justin won from this entire season. Sure. Yeah. Um, also, I wish Justin's parents had Twitter. Justin's parents have done things the most right. I mean, if this was how it was going to end for him, thank God they didn't come and they didn't quarantine and everything. They really, they, they, they saw the future and they did the right thing. I would have loved, would have loved for them to be live tweeting the last two episodes. <laughs> they just would have been like, yeah, we, we didn't want to be involved and this is why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can only imagine the told you so like, yeah. Um, but I think Justin really did get like fucked over with like his relationship with Katie. Like it, every, anything that could have gone wrong went wrong for him. He somehow landed in the bottom or in the top two. And like he even was like, Am I, I mean, I'm clearly just here because you <laughs> yeah, have he, no one else. I mean, he, like even if Andrew. Him. <laughs> no. Yeah. If Andrew S would have stayed like Justin would have been gone. Andrew S would have gone further. Like. Yeah. Eh, uh, definitely. I. I he, but, he knew it. But he was like, Katie didn't give him a fair shot. I don't think that's true. If she wasn't feeling it, she wasn't feeling it. She probably thought he was cool and he's hot, which I think I've said <laughs> literally every week. Yeah. But did she, not give him a, did she not give him a fair shot? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I feel like 
I feel like a lot of his journey was like kind of messed up. Like there was just like so much drama. So like time got cut short time and time again with him. He only got one one on one. His family. I mean, that situation just was like, you know, that's not her. That's not Katie's fault, though. Like that his family didn't come. So like that date kind of sucked. And then like he didn't get to get the overnight. And I think to be promised, like you're going to have this time with me uninterrupted for 24 hours, knowing that in like bachelor time, like 20 minutes is gold. So like 24 hours is like we've been together for seven years. So I think that, I mean, he didn't get the same shot as Blake did. Definitely not the same shot as Greg did since he got multiple one-on-ones and whatever. But I I think Katie just knew it wasn't going to be him. So I don't know if it's fair or not fair. By the way, our relationships fair is love fair is like, no, I mean, that's just like fucking life. It's inexplicable. It's illogical. It just is. Like, you can't can't control it. Can't control it. Do I think it was fair? No. Do I think that she owes him fair? No. No. And he'll be fine. I I wonder if he's going to end up in paradise. He's going to be more than fine. He's probably having a great summer, just kicking it with his friends in Baltimore, wherever he may be painting. It seems like once again, these guys really like each other. There's a lot of like these guys. Romances. Yes. Like I saw last night, there was an Instagram live with like Andrew and Mike the Virgin and like a couple of the other guys too. Mike the Virgin yeah. seems very popular among his his crew of men. He must I mean, be fun. They literally all cried when he left. Yeah, they really loved him. <laughs> um I think that Katie actually had a like, you know, usually there are 30 guys. There might be like two or three that I like. There was mm-hmm. like a good. I think she had a pretty good group of guys. Yeah. Um, they seem they all seem fine. I mean, once again, we don't know a ton about a lot of them. Like, I'm like, I would love to know why Mike was so popular. Like, show us some of the like camaraderie. I want to see more of the friendships between the people in the house, both for Bachelor and Instead of the drama. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, like, uh, a lot of the exits seemed better. Like, how are we talking about? Like, Trey seemed like he was a much better guy than what we saw. Same with Aaron. Like, I feel like overall her group was, like, she had a pretty good group of guys to choose from. I mean, she fell in love with, like, three of them. So, they couldn't have been that bad. Um, <laughs> also, that reminded me, it is a little bizarre that Michael A was commenting on her pictures if she's engaged with Blake. I agree, but I think that he's <laughs> I think that he's like commenting on just like a lot of pictures. Apparently, he was I, I saw on like some Bachelor fan account that he was like commenting on some other like hot woman on Instagram. I think he just might be like an inst like, cr- like on Instagram commenting on pictures of hot women. This is but this is something that I fundamentally don't understand, which is like I don't follow a lot of. Instagram accounts of like hot guys like I'm sort of like that's not really what I use Instagram for but I do know that a lot of guys follow Instagram accounts of like hot women yeah so so like I don't I don't really understand that like I I don't know I guess that's like a soft soft porn kind of thing or like I don't know I don't really I don't get the like trolling for hot people on Instagram so I don't know I don't get it yeah I also don't well, I mean I'm married, but I I This is I think married people do this too. I don't think this yeah, is a married, so I think thing. um like back in the day when I was dating people, it was a thing amongst me and my friends. I don't know if it still is, like I feel like you grow out of it at some point. But when we were younger, it was very much a look and see how many people they're following, look at the type of people they're following. Mm-hmm. And like you know, there's some alarming things. Sure. You might move on. <laughs> sure. 
Um, but it definitely is a thing. Also, I'm thinking like Michael A is a dad. Like maybe he doesn't get IG etiquette. Right. Like a little weird to comment on your supposed friend's fiance. I know. The, th- the things I would do to you. Well, it's a little much. That's like pretty inappropriate. It's weird. <laughs> that's, that's just like asking for attention, I guess. But, but like if he if he posted like, you know, fire emojis. Yeah. Fine. Sure. sure. I, it's a pretty, you're right. That's a pretty weird thing to say. I mean, Blake can't be having that. Maybe Blake and Michael don't like each other. It seems like Blake's not really in the, in the click actually, but maybe that's because he won. And that often happens with the winner. I don't know, but yeah, that brings up something that I felt like a lot of people were saying, which I'm curious your take on. So Tasha was the one with Blake instead of Neil Lane with the, with the rings. Ridiculous. I don't, I don't consider Blake an ex of Tasha. Like I'm just like, they met, but I don't consider them having dated. Do you consider him an ex of Tasha's? No, I don't consider him an ex, but I also am like, you guys knew what you were doing. Like, yeah. you knew everyone was going to make this into a thing. Um, I don't think there's literally any feeling between Tasha and Blake. I think he's more of a Claire ex than a Tasha ex. Like, he's, he was forced yeah. to be a Tasha ex. He was interested um, in Claire, though. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, and I don't think he... It's not like I don't think he had any interest in Tasha, but it's kind of like those things where... Uh, I don't know if you've like felt, ever felt this, but like... I've had friends who I introduced to a guy and they're like, not my, not my type physically. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you can learn to love them. (laughs) And sometimes they do like, you can, like, I am a person that like physical isn't my number one at all. Like it is definitely personality. So like, I think it takes a while to like know whether someone's your person or not, but, um, I feel like he like learned to like her. Um, but yeah, like I feel like he learned to sure. like her, but like I don't think he was like I mean, distraught. She's, yeah, she she's seems gorgeous. Like e- she's beautiful and she's like probably easy to be around. So. Yeah, but no, I don't think that it was like weird for them. Like she was totally, obviously she put him on the show. Like I don't think it was weird for them, but like why? Why? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just thought that was like so stupid, but I, the, why did they have to get engaged? It would be so much more normal if Katie and Blake were dating. Plus she's moving to San Diego. She's not even moving to Canada. So, like, good luck between Hamilton, Ontario and San Diego, California. That's going to be tough. Don't forget Africa. In Africa. (laughs) South Africa, I think, to be specific. (laughs) I I mean, I loved when Blake said he was unemployed. I was just like, this is great honesty. I will say Blake definitely grew on me over the course of the season. I'm like, I understand why you like Blake. He seems like a nice, goofy guy. He also seems like someone you could support your friend dating. It could be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get it. Um. when I was watching the finale, I was like, oh, wow. Like my person that I liked one. Don't know if that's what I actually wanted now that it's <laughs> happening. But I'm glad I was on this train from the beginning. Um, I do actually, I think Blake is like, he seems like a really nice guy. He seems more normal than a lot of the other ones. Like For sure. He's like, like a normal him, goofball. Yeah. he's. I, I think he would be someone that like easy to be around your fa- family, not Katie's family, but most families would embrace Blake. Um, yeah, he seemed good. I thought his, um, when they were at, when they were throwing their notes into Zozebra, the giant thing that then they burned, which, <laughs> which apparently is like a, like a real Santa Fe th- thing? A tradition. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like to send kids back to school with like good juju and like burn all the bad juju. So I, hmm. it's kind of cute. I'm, I'm sort of into that. Um, I thought, I thought like what he wrote was like very sweet and how he made a mistake when he was like, he said like Katie, instead of saying you or whatever. I don't know. That was, that was kind of cute. I thought that was like actually a good date and like good to do it at the end of the season. 
Minus yeah. the weather. It looked really cold. I don't know. I I think I don't know. The last two episodes were I it was really hard for me to watch. Like even the very ending, I thought technically was it cute that he had like the boom boxes and whatever. Like, yeah, but the whole thing I was just like, ugh. Poor Blake. The boom boxes was super cringe. Super duper <laughs> cringe. But like I don't know what I think that if the season hadn't gone the way it did. I don't know. Like I could have gotten behind it maybe. I don't it know. just seems so so contrived. Like, so and I, know, I know the whole thing is contrived, but like it was just a, li- a little bit, a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I feel like the entire episode, like my hands were on my forehead. <laughs> what do you think about Aunt Lindsay? We haven't talked about her at all. Oh my gosh! I don't that- know why she came in like that. Someone they must have like encouraged her to be really tough, like the producers, and she probably went along with it. Because like, do you act like that unprompted? I mean. I know Katie said that Aunt Lindsay is like cold, but like that was beyond cold. That was rude. Greg know, would never have survived no. it ever. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine that? No. Well, that's <laughs> so, so that's like the other thing with Blake. I'm like, he, it makes him more likable that he can just like go with the flow, handle the punches and keep on moving. Yeah. That's why I feel like she picked the right person. Cause like even all this Greg stuff, I don't think it phases him. He seems super secure in who he is. Yeah. Which is definitely appealing. Yeah. Um, and also a stark contrast to Greg, which for her is probably a relief that he was like good with everything. Although, yeah, I can't. I, I really thought it was possible that they wouldn't get engaged. She did seem really nervous, nervous. and like conflicted. Yeah, uh, I mean, they even talked about that though. I think it made it more real because he also was like, "Am I going to do this? Am I not going to do this?" And I loved how he said, I didn't think of it as an engagement. I thought about this as a marriage. Like, I don't want to do this more than once. So if I'm not going to, if I don't see myself actually marrying her, like not just get engaged for a few months, like that I don't want to do it. Uh, And I do think that Blake is the type of guy, like I do think that he actually was like thinking about it that way. And that's why it wasn't just a like, yeah, we're getting engaged. I love her so much. Everything's been so perfect. Like he didn't act like that. Yeah. Um, He's, but I don't think like they needed to guy. get engaged, but maybe, no. I mean, I, maybe. I guess if there's a free, beautiful ring, it's like hard to say no. I think yeah, I would but do Don't you have to be engaged stuff. for a certain period yeah, to keep then you it? Yeah, to give it back, yeah. Also, I don't know why I did this, but this morning I looked up the prices of those rings. Oh, well, how much were they? I'm glad you did. I'd love um, to know. So the four carat rings that are like SS1 are like between like, 90 and a hundred and like forty thousand dollars. Oh my god, what's SS1? It's like the best, like clarity, it's like the best stone. Oh, like it'll be I like see. color F, like that's the best. There's like color, grade, shape, and all of that. And the best qualities of diamonds because like the ring really isn't that expensive, it's the diamond, right? Um, yeah, his range between like 90 and 150, which I would say is like good. I mean, sure. it's expensive, but it's a it's a nice ring. Like it's not a cheap. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone. So wherever you get cheap <laughs> rings from, I don't. Whatever. Um, but no, it's a it's a, it's a very good quality diamond and ring. I want to know how many carats they get. Like, is it because rings look small or rings look much bigger on s- smaller people? So oh, like, I can't. I can't tell. Um, yeah, and Katie seems pretty petite, actually. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering, they probably get, I would assume they probably get between two and a half and four carats somewhere between there because their rings aren't small. I have um, no idea. I mean, I've seen Rachel's ring. It's ridiculous. It's very large and beautiful. It's yeah. It, so 
her ring on me probably wouldn't look ridiculous. Right. Although I, I don't know. I'm, no, I have, I have really, really big. I have really big fingers. I say I have really small. <laughs> I have really small hands for my, especially for my height. My mom always points it out. So I'm like, wait, how whatever. tall are you? Uh, five eight. Interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that. Wow, you don't think I have five eight energy, huh? Uh, no. You definitely have like five ten energy. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, would, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but like maybe you're where your camera height is. Like you only see like the tops of your shoulders. So I do if, have it kind of high. <laughs> if I were to guess your height, I was thinking you were going to say like five, four, five, five. Oh, my God. Wow. I think I'm offended. Also, your head is not big. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> um, but yeah. The diamonds are really nice. The rings are really nice. So I feel like that made me be like, oh, okay, like I get meaning or wanting the free ring. Like if, if he thought he was going to get engaged to her anyways, might as well take the free ring. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Take the take the free ring, have the ending that she wants. If like you're, if you know, as he was saying, if it's inevitable that you'll be in love, just like go through the motions and you'll get there. And, you know, being unemployed, going back and forth to Africa, like $115,000 ring is not something I would pass up on. Okay. So I have a theory about Blake's employment and this is like, I'm going to say no shade, but it's like kind of impossible to have this conversation without shading him. But I just want to say there's nothing wrong with wanting people to be employed. That's my, that's my opening note. Like spouses to be employed. Yeah. I would. Yes. Very much. So any job, like I don't care what it is, just a job. I think that Blake volunteers. I, I think that maybe he has a job, but I do think that like a lot of like his animal work that he talks about as his like occupation is volunteer work because how could he take off so much time? And then, but he was like, I'm going to be going back to it. So it seems like it's sort of like a participation thing, which is great. I, I think volunteering is definitely better than doing nothing, but I just want to just want to say I'm not positive. He'll be returning to employment. This episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, 
tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. In general on the show, do they talk about, I'm trying to think if I can remember a time, like, do they say I live with my parents? Well, he said that he his family needs him. So that's I know, he- I know. But like he didn't like when she was like, Oh, so you're gonna live in Africa? And he was like, Oh, no, 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 my family needs me. And I was like, is that code for like I live with my family? He might. I'm not sure. We don't we don't really know. Also, in Canadian culture, is that acceptable? <laughs> I don't think that's that different. I mean, I think I, I don't know. I think I think that a lot of Canadians are similar to Americans, but I don't I don't know. It's a good question. I just know in some places it's like totally fine to like live with your parents till you yeah, get married. Totally. Like I did you ever watch Indian matchmaking on um Netflix? <laughs> no. Great show. There's a season two coming. I seriously you should watch it. It's really good. Um, I believe a lot of the Indian people on that show live with their families until they get they get married. Yeah. I mean in different yeah, I was gonna say in different cultures like a that's, lot of cultures it's I mean, I think like actually most cultures it's like that. I was gonna I think, say I think it's like that in almost every culture except for Americans. Yeah, except for stupid Americans. I don't, I don't Where know they're like Figure it out at 17. Bye. Figure it out 17. Get married. And then also like it's more expensive that way. Like it actually it would have saved a lot of money if it made sense to live with my parents or if it was like culturally normal to live with my parents. It would save a lot of people a lot of money. It would definitely help with recession after recession of college kids like going into the working world and like making ends meet like or letting college kids have take their time finding the actual career they want to get into and not just like, oh, Deciding I have to get a job 18. to yeah. eat. Yeah. <laughs> I um, know. <laughs> so, yeah, no. I, I I just wasn't sure when he said that. I was like, does he live at home with his parents? Um, I don't know if he volunteers. I like... Nothing do- wrong with volunteering. I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> but I'm just saying... So I, I feel like he was presenting of- it like he have like a, like a, a job. paying job and I'm yeah. just not positive that's the case. I do a lot of work in philanthropy and the only thing that makes me feel like maybe he has a job is that it's not like jobs in philanthropy are, are like flying off the shelves. Right. So if you have someone that's super passionate about the work that they do at your at, at, at your organization, I could see them Cause it's not like you get paid a lot, by the way. Like even if he has a job, you're not getting paid a lot in that field. That's just how it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you're running like Kellogg Foundation or something. Sure. Um, but like, so he's not getting paid a lot, but I can understand I can see them allowing it because they're like, he clearly cares a ton about the work that he does. So like it would be amazing to have him back. And honestly, maybe it's a good thing for them because they have had to raise money with all of the like promo that Blake has done. And then like the first picture they posted is with his like out. I don't know what it's called. Birds of prey or something. Birds of prey. Yeah. Literally. I just plugged them. So like in, <laughs> in, in, in their mind, it might be worth it. Like that's how you raise money is by sure. like, raising awareness. It's true. And like now Blake, Blake's a big asset to the companies he's representing for. He does yes. seem really genuine though. His love of animals seems really genuine. So yeah, no, I think it's I think it's real. I long term, I don't know what that looks like since seems like I, what does Katie do? Why don't I know? She's that? like a bank marketing manager. I, I don't know. Not a lot of talk about her career. I get the impression she like wants to be a comedian or like wants to be like a like TikTok entertainer because she was doing a lot of TikTok stuff before she was on Matt season. So I feel like she kind of wants to be in like entertainment of some kind. 
I, I can see her that. wanting to be a, like a stand-up comic or like in the comedy world, but I wouldn't move to San Diego for that. But that's just me. I wouldn't move to San Diego in general. How you know how we did this with Carl? How much would you pay to go to Katie's stand-up? <laughs> so I really have a hard time with stand-up comedy. I find it like very uncomfortable. Um, I also think I just have like an anti-comedian bias. However, I have had a few comedians on the podcast recently and really enjoyed it. So I have to like revise my stance. Um, but anyway, my price is very, very low. I would not, I would pay like $10 maybe and like hope to go backstage. $10. I don't know if I'd pay that. Um, <laughs> I love stand-up comedy. I love, I, I mean, you're literally in like the best place in the world for it. I know. I know. Um, I just, something about it makes me uncomfortable. Have you ever been on a date with someone who's a comedian or aspiring comedian? They're all shorter than me. Yes, they definitely are. <laughs> I would say that's really where my animosity comes from. Um, I have had a few unpleasant experiences and I don't know. I'm just sort of, I, I feel like, I don't know, but I really liked having Nikki Glazer on the podcast last week. She was really funny and I really enjoyed chatting with her. And then I've had Jared Fried on a few times too. And they're both comedians. So I'm like, maybe I'm just being too harsh on comedians. Yeah, no, I mean, I love, <laughs> I think, I think stand up comedy is also like a great date, not to be on a date with a comedian, but to go to, go, to yeah. like the cellar, right? Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah. I went to the cell last time I was in New York. I think actually I went to the cellar with my friends and we saw like random. You never know who's going to show up. Yeah. No. And I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Leslie Mann's husband, which I'm sure he's never. Judd like, Apatow. No yeah. I, 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 I Clear. I know he's more than Leslie Mann's husband, and maybe has never that's been referred great. to as such. That's, but let's keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Judd Apatow showed up, and so did Michael Chi Che Che. Yeah, Che. I mean, I was just like, this is gold. I had the best night ever. It was so much fun. Um, used to go to Chocolate Sundays, and when I lived in LA, like it's just such a great time. Even if the people suck, then you like laugh because it's like so bad. <laughs> I don't know. My my first date, my first like real date ever in high school was at um, UCB. So I don't know. It was that was cool though. That was like a cool thing to do when I was in high school. However, cannot yes. imagine going to see Katie do that. <laughs> I feel like she, I I don't know. I just feel like I could see her wanting to be a comedian. I don't I don't Did know. Did she where say from. why she's moving to San Diego? No, she didn't. But. Um, I don't know. It seems like a, pl- a good place to go. I, I feel like San Diego is sort of like um, if you're going to live in Southern California, but you like don't want to like be a part of Los Angeles or you're like from the West Coast and have like an anti LA bias. Like a lot of people go to San Diego because it's like pleasant. Although I think it's like really expensive there right now. I'm sure it is. I don't have a problem with San Diego. Uh, I think if you're trying to be an entertainment, it seems odd choice. Um, but maybe she's not. I'm just making that up, but I I have no idea. She did have like a big TikTok presence before she was on the show. So I'm shocked because, you know, I'm, you know, yeah, you're big on TikTok. TikTok. I'm literally writing down right now. TikTok Katie. I need to go find all her (laughs) old stuff. I when I first saw her on Matt season, I was like, Katie would be a great podcast host. I was like, she should have like a, a sex and dating podcast. And like that was like the future I wanted for her. Um, I, I could have got behind that after Matt season. Yeah, right. Like now, now I'm not sure, but I, I really thought that like that would be a great lane for her. Um, I do think that there's something about her that's like relatable. Like I, I, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I do think that 
You just made a crazy face. <laughs> but there's something about her that I do think, like, well, that's what she was talking about, like, her insecurities and, like, what she was worried about with Blake and, like, in relationships. I was just like, I think a lot of people feel that way. I made a crazy face because, like, by the end of the season, did not feel that. But I think she was chosen to be the Bachelorette because she came across so, like, relatable yes. in that season for yes. many reasons. Um and she seemed in Matt season to be like more open, more honest, and was just like, this is who I am, blah, blah, blah. And like, I think as the season went on, it just like kind of spiraled. I can understand. I don't, I just don't think this was like a good season, but like for her, but I felt like we were saying that about Matt last season. So I'm like, has the, has the franchise just changed a bit? And like, they're focusing too much on the negative and it's like becoming harder for the, the leads to like be successful. I don't know. I think they are focusing too much on the negative. Um, well, the thing I was saying last time was like, there's just no character development. Like we just don't, I feel like we don't know a lot about anyone. Like we don't really know what Katie does for work. We don't really know. I was like, going to say, where is she from? I don't even know where she's from. She's from Seattle. Oh, Seattle. I yeah. didn't know that. I, I think she lives in Renton, Washington, which I think is where um, Microsoft is. And also maybe the Seahawks um, practice, practice facility. Um, okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, even I, I feel like if you're from Seattle, there's no way that you don't have like some thoughts on the Mariners and the Seahawks. Like people in Seattle are really into sports. Like, and that's been part of the show in the past. And like, maybe she's not into it, but I just like, we don't know what she's into at all. Like at least with, even with like Matt, we're like, well, he's really into exercise and he's really into his Peloton. But like, what are Katie's interests? Like we have literally no idea. I'm like when, when Blake and Katie were like, we're the same, like, what does that mean? Like, what do you share other than being horny? Like, I don't, that's the problem with the show right now. And I think like one of the reasons why we end up just sort of like bagging on, on Katie is because we don't know that much about her except for like the annoying stuff that we see her doing on TV. And so there, but there's not a lot of like ways to feel it, to feel to like balance that out with like, well, but she's like this, like, yeah, that's fair. I like I look back to like other leads, like someone like Caitlin, who I really enjoyed, you know, like we knew that she was a dancer. We just like, she, they got to like show like a lot more of her personality and like, she seemed fun and like in her struggles with the show when she was like upset about how things were going, like you just sort of like felt for her in a way that I just like you don't now. Did it? Yeah, there was a disconnect with Katie. Yeah. But I think they are focusing on the drama way too much. I think they did it with Matt season two because like yeah. it was the same thing last season. We were like, I don't know anything about Rachel other than like her being racist on TikTok. Like you right. didn't know anything <laughs> about her. And like, at this point, it seems like all the girls in her season have forgiven her. They've moved on. They're all friends. Like, that's what it seems like outside looking in. And I'm like, they had to have gotten to know her to a point, especially like the other women of color on her show, to be like, she made a mistake when she was 18. I don't think she's this person anymore. Yeah. We did not get that at all. Like, we right. didn't get to see who she actually was to feel like, yeah, maybe she made a mistake. Whereas Andrew and Justin... Um, I feel like I was like, eh, maybe they made a mistake. Like, I feel like we knew we didn't know much about Andrew or Justin, but we knew a ton about Andrew to the point where he could have done a lot of fucked up shit. And I would have been like, he made a mistake. He was 14. Yeah. It seems like we, it seems like we got, we do. I think we did get to know him, the, him and Michael A, I guess the best. And I, that's why people are like, one of them is going to be the bachelor. And it's because we do seem to know the most about them. That's a really good point though. Like we are giving, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but giving like Andrew and Justin the benefit of the doubt, 
where we didn't give to Rachel. I think also like the show is handling it differently. Like Andrew took a while for him to acknowledge his tweets, but Justin came out and talked about it like right away on the bachelor podcast. So like at least those conversations are, are being had. And if you don't forgive them, I understand that. So, you know, it's to teach their own, but yeah, like it, it's just a, they don't like invest in building the characters up that much or like they only do after the fact it's kind of, it's really weird. I, my, my colleague Mallory made the point on Monday that the show kind of like needs to evolve. And like, I think that's a really good point. Like I'm curious to see, you know, they're going to travel again a little bit with Michelle season. Thank God. So like, hopefully that will make things a little bit better and like a little bit less stilted. Um, but I'm curious to see like how they continue to change things up and I, they definitely have to. Cause you know, also like bachelor nations just like taken on such a strong life of its own that like obviously came up in the finale and I guess it would be hard to ignore it, but I don't even know how you, I I don't even know how you incorporate some of the like extra show stuff, but I think they have to, I I, personally, I would, I think they should have like a during the week, big brother type of presence where like, there's just like more, there's like outtakes and like behind the scenes stuff and just sort of like engaging more and like who these people are. I mean, Everyone can take notes from Big Brother. <laughs> they have got it down. They have got it down to a science. Um, I want to know from you, mm-hmm. how long have you been doing this podcast for? I've been doing Bachelor Party since um, the winter of 2016, since Ben's season. I think that was the first one. and then I. But I've been covering reality TV on podcasts since 2012, so for nine years. Very long. Okay. So you essentially have a PhD in Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. Um, whether, whether I want it or not, I do. <laughs> have any of your notes been taken in? Have they have they adjusted anything in your opinion? Not saying you're taking credit for all of it, but <laughs> are we being heard? Do we think that there's changes going to be made? Do we think that Bachelor realizes like maybe we should focus more on positive? Maybe we should develop the characters more. Maybe we should like let us fall in love with these people. Yeah. So I was the first proponent of Matt James as the Bachelor. And so then that came to pass. So that was exciting for me. I took that as a personal (laughs) victory. Um, But I do think that the producers listen. I do. I think that they are aware of sort of like needing to make some changes and sort of trying to adapt. So I do think it's possible. And I, and I think that like they pay attention to what people are saying. I know that a lot of producers are all over Reddit, but, but more broadly, I think that like the pretty higher up execs definitely pay attention. And I think that they will make some changes. I think this season just didn't go well, like really for anyone. Yeah. I I feel like I, as, as much as I don't want back to back bachelorettes, uh, at the end of this episode, at the end of the finale, I was like, I feel like Michelle's going to be way better. Yeah. I, I've already heard that it's like going well and just started. So I have high hopes for that. I don't know. I think, I think it's just like good riddance on this season. It was a real disaster. <laughs> also, you know what I will give producers credit for? They made sure to roll this shit right into Bachelors in Paradise. Like, I know. Let's, Can't let's wait. Let's keep this train moving. Let's just everyone forget about that fucking shit show you just watched. <laughs> I know. And I'm excited. I heard, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I just like look forward to getting back to the beach. Also, there's so many people. I'm just excited to have a lot more people to talk about. I mean, I don't want to talk about Greg and Katie like really ever again. Like I wish everyone the best. And like, let's all just move on. Um, I don't want to talk about Greg and Katie again. But I'm open for I'm open to talk about Greg and Brie. Oh, yeah. Greg and Brie. So 
they were seen um, outside of a like lounge club in New York. People were like, oh, they're dating. She very quickly posted that um, a picture of her holding hands with someone who's not Greg. And <laughs> um, I kind of love it. But I, I wonder what they expected to happen when they went out together. I also like, I don't know if I fully believe it because the picture's old. Mm-hmm. Um, I, also, I know that I know that Brie and her boyfriend are, are long distance. They do not live in the same city currently. Mm, okay, that's some insider information I did not know. Yes, that's. Um, I yeah. I also wonder, like, was it just them? Like, yeah, it did kind of seem like it was just them, and that's kind of weird. Maybe they were meeting friends at that club or something. But to just do a one-on-one Saturday night to two attractive young people from Bachelor Nation, that is definitely a little datey. In the city, yeah, where there's paparazzi at a club. At the day after, a, you know, a, I don't even know what you want to call that, like a catastrophe on on ba- It's just I was yeah. just like it's all just doesn't ring. Apparently, Something's they didn't get into normal. that club. They didn't get in. <laughs> I heard, <laughs> which <laughs> is really funny. <laughs> also, definitely couldn't have been part of the plan <laughs> to not get in. No yeah. way. <laughs> so like you had to know you had to know you're going out. You had to know you're going to get photographed. You had to know you're going to be seen together. Like you, they knew all that. They're not dumb either of them. So you knew all of that, and then you didn't get in. That's really rough. That's really really uh, rough. It's re- I mean, ugh. I don't really get wanting to go to like a random club or lounge if you don't know if, if you if there's any chance you have to wait online and you don't get your own table. Like I I can't imagine going. Like what is like uh, are are is any club really worth it to just like go as a rando? I I think that's a no. (laughs) Um, no, I agree with you. I think that the statement might be like a little privileged of both of us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can only be me. (laughs) Cause I, I was thinking when you were saying that, I was like, absolutely not. I am not going to a club, but then I'm like, but when I go to the club, it's filled with people that don't have tables. So like, clearly it's a normal thing to do. I guess. Um, I just can't imagine just like hoping to get in. Like I'd Me rather neither. just go to Taco Bell. Oh my God. I was just thinking, yeah, <laughs> I'd definitely rather go to Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell. But also New York City has tons of wonderful bars that that you can just go yeah. to. Like you don't I, have to worry about getting caught on the line. Like yeah, there's a lot of great bars, like a lot of good wine bars, a lot of good just dive bars, like tons of them. It's literally like what this city is built on and what the pandemic was partially so sad here. So I don't know why they had to go to a line place where they didn't know they'd get in. I just think it's bad planning. Yeah. Also like as like bachelorette peeps. I feel like there's probably like a list of clubs that you're just going to get into. Why not go to one of those? Yeah. I, I seriously. And honestly, I was really surprised they were with other bachelor people like shocked. I was just like, was everyone else out of town? Like the fact that it was just the two of them. I mean, it's, it's August in New York. People go out of town, but like, I was just very confused. I was like, where are the rest of, where's the rest of the crowd? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Also, that's, I another, both- wait, that's, a, that's another weird thing. Like just like Going on a, even if it's not a date, even just a friend date, like two friends just like going, going to a club to a together. Club. It's super weird. <laughs> yeah, actually, I didn't even think about that. But like, what they do, like if they would have gotten in, it'd just you, be so loud. You can't even talk to each other. You're not. You're just like bouncing around, just, like, staring next talking. to each other. I, I mean, not talking, <laughs> like dancing. I have no idea. That is maybe they knew people that were inside. Then, but then why couldn't they get in? Maybe. 
There must be a lot, of, a lot of unanswered questions about this whole make date. Any sense. Yes, seriously. Um, I do think that they are two extremely good-looking people and would make a beautiful couple. I think she's like the biggest catch in Bachelor Nation. If you can get, if you can date Brie, you got to take the opportunity. Agreed. That was a discussion in our group chat when we were like, Brie, your DMs have to look better than Greg. Definitely. I think not, not physically, not physically look better than Greg, but like better. The, options. the, the options have got to be. I know. Extraordinary. Brie is stunning. She's stylish. She's employed. She's smart. And she's is sort she of employed. Yes, she is. She has got a, a real job. Um, okay. So she's got it all. I'm just like, if you can date Brie, I think you have to. So for Greg, I get it. But like for her, I agree. Well, first of all, she's apparently dating someone else. But <laughs> in general, she probably on like a, any random Saturday night has like many people to choose from in her DMs I to hang out with. Literally can't imagine. I She's definitely like top three options. She would do definitely. well at pa- in Paradise. She's way too good for Paradise. I'm so I know. Glad I'm just saying if she went, she would be the girl that like every guy yeah. comes in and is like, yo, Brie. Yeah, totally. She's like, she's like the definitely the biggest catch. So I wonder who's going to be that girl this year or that guy this year. Um, I think that Brendan is one of the hot commodities. Interesting. Brendan from Tasha's season, which I get. He's cute. Oh, from Tasha's season. Yeah. Sorry. Not from um, Katie from Tasha's season. Brendan from Tasha's season. Why he was final four. Him? He self-eliminated. Uh, basically. Wait, isn't he dating? What's her name? Piper. Yeah. Oh, they meet on Paradise. We'll see how it plays out. But he's also, I think, making out in the in the trailer with Demi. I don't know. Just a lot of Kenny, Chippendales, naked can- Kenny. I remember boy band manager. So I don't we'll know. We'll see. We'll see I what happens. Love, I do love Brendan. Fan I Brendan. do love Brendan too. Um, we will wrap up, but I just want to note a couple things. First of all. The Ringer is launching a new podcast, The Ringer Reality TV Podcast, that starts um, this week. Johnny Bananas is recapping the challenge on it for on Wednesday nights. Doesn't be awesome. Have a bunch of different guests. The first one was Bill Sibbins. So check that out. Subscribe. And then Callie and I are going to start doing a podcast on that feed on Fridays as well, going over the broader reality TV landscape because, well, I think Callie's made it very clear. She watches <laughs> everything. And I watch quite a bit too. So we're going to talk, you know, Bravo, Netflix, really all of it. So super excited. Um, and then Amelia Wedemeyer, her Bachelor in Paradise recaps will also be on that feed. Spotify only because they're video. So check that out. It's going to be great. And yeah, be getting a lot more of us. Thank you so much to Erica Cervantes for producing this episode. And we'll still be back next week. It's Bachelor in Paradise. It's coming. Yay. Cannot wait. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.